Welcome to Levasa Sports. I'm Uri Jose. I'm Lance Falatungo. And here we look at sports through a South Pacific lens. I'm all about sweating the technique. I'm more about the data. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevasaIslandApparel.com. And our guest today is a lockdown guard for 2015 American Samoa South Pacific Games women's basketball team. She's been featured on Shout Out LA, Slam Online, and Ballers Magazine, to name a few. The founder of Her Game, an organization that empowers women and promotes social activism through hoops. Desiree Ale, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Nice. I'm so excited. We, damn. So excited to have uh, Desiree in to talk about all the things that she's been working on and get her take on uh, some other things that we've got going. We've also got our brother Forrest Doldalau in the building. Forrest, how you doing, bro? Hey, man, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Hey, what's up, coach? There's a connection. There's a connection. Forrest, you were coach. I did. I, I coached there in the 2015 uh, Pacific Games. Uh, I had the very, very, very fortunate to coach her and both of her sisters. And uh, I mean, in such a short time, they became family and we've stayed in contact since like, it's not even funny. I mean, yeah. So dear to my heart. I mean, you know what I mean? Dear to nice. my heart. And amen, Des, amen. we love to see it. Des, yeah. how would you rate Forrest's coaching in the South Pacific games? Ooh. I mean, keep it a buck. We don't <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> Did he ever pull you from the game because your starting point guard wanted you out? Did that ever happen? Maybe. <laughs> you will, hey, I'm not going to say anything. But Forrest told us, Forrest I told us had, that if somebody else been, on the yeah, team was Somebody on. might have suggested that I bring her out. It might have so been have, the captain. Might have been. Might have been. Might have been the captain. I thought you were talking about something else. And what, I was like, oh, I remember that. The last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, we, we're not talking about that one. <laughs> 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 oh, whole different story. Oh. Well, what kind of basketball player are you, Des? What kind of hooper are you? I'm very, I, I think I still am. I'm very athletic, but to be honest, I've had a love hate relationship with the game myself. So I would have never, if you asked me five years ago if I would be involved in sports in this way, I would have never thought I would be. I thought I would be in the music industry, but we're not going to talk about that either. <laughs> Some musical background here. Her game, game mixtape? No. Her game media hey, you know content? What? I, oh man, if it wasn't such a, uh, if I had the time, I'd go, I'd try to find the video, but I, I don't think I have the video right now. No. What's the video <laughs> of? Explain Let me see of her singing. Uh, so, I mean, we were on the bus and, and, you know, the bus driver gave us the mic instead of doing the tour and we played music and everybody was singing. And obviously Des also sang on the bus and Des, Des can sing. You know what I mean? That sounds like an intro to a really dope <laughs> new music video. <laughs> flashback, flashback footage that you use to bring in the, you know, the new song. That's dope. That's fire. Des, <laughs> I think Des, so. All around talent, you know what I mean? All around talent. And she can sing, she can ball, you know what I mean? Obviously, she's doing what she's doing now. So all around talent. Tell us, uh, tell us about how Des got started. Like uh, growing up in Carson, California, athletic family, all all your brothers and sisters would get shuttled to the games and stuff. What uh what was that like growing up in Southern California? Oh yes. Um 
I like to mention like this to every or in every interview that um, like we didn't really have access to like the the nicer gyms in the area. So my dad, uh, my dad was really on um, both my parents were hands on like my mom would be the loudest one in the gym, obviously. And my dad would be hands on with us with working us out. And he would also play in the games with us at the parks because you know, the boys aren't trying to play against the girls. So smash I'm Samoan and Mexican. So my dad's this big Samoan guy trying to um, step foot on the court and everybody wants him on his team and comes like me and my two sisters just ready to go after my dad made it clear that he had us on his team <laughs> but yeah that's that was us growing up and he would pack up my brother like he would pack up back in the day there was game boys I don't know if you guys know that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh there's game boys and he would make sandwiches because you know the snack bar was very expensive there too um and we would just be there all day uh i know this facility is closed now it's um it's a facility in anaheim had about 20 courts and luckily and fortunately uh all three of us were playing in the same tournament so my dad would, we would rotate back and forth to see who's going to um, keep each other's stats. And then, you know, if you had a good game, it's great. If you had a bad game, it's a terrible ride back home. <laughs> <laughs> would he be telling you what you should have done on the court? Would oh, yeah. Lecturing you guys? Absolutely. And then he would, um, he had a camera too. So. Oh, footage. You watch yes. film. He would, yeah, Saturday mornings, he would, you know, rewind and pause every little thing. And oh, no. I mean, it helped me later <laughs> down the line with constructive criticism, but right. I hated it. Every, I mean, Raina, everybody else loved it, but I was just like, I don't want to see this. I know what I did. Like, stop, stop. Why are you talking <laughs> this? <laughs> Why are you playing this back? Right. Yeah, I so think, uh, dope. Intensive go. critique right after. Like, hey, hey, hey look, look. Yeah. before you yeah. relax. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. But yeah. So I mean, with that, now that I'm an adult, I just see how sports and like the career that I'm in right now goes hand in hand because what you, um, I know some people think it's so stereotypical that Polynesians or Pacific Islanders gravitate to uh, being athletes, but a majority of the time, that's how we have these opportunities with our scholarships mm -hmm. and um and what you learn in sports you could apply to life like how to communicate with your teammates on the court or on the field how do you communicate with your coworkers or with your boss or how do you respond to adversity mm. you make a turnover are you gonna fix it or are you just gonna sit in that mistake and play back rewind everything and it'll affect your game for the rest of the time so i've learned so much uh from my experience now, even though I mentioned before, I did have a love-hate relationship with sports, but I see um, how it helps my girls. Or I don't want to say my girls, because they're, they're not. I mean, they are. They're like my my babies, my girls, my kids. Mm -hmm. I see how it affects them because I mean, when we go with the statistics, it's. Uh, I think at the age of nine, girls drop out of sports and they lack confidence and. I mean, with everything, they're often told, they're often being told no in so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't, and 
you know, the standard, the double standard of um, if you're speaking up, you're you're doing too much, or right. if you're if you're in the forefront, you want the attention. So it goes, you know, still there's a couple of things that we have um, to work through, but I know like with the direction of women in sports right now. I know, I mean, I know I'm rambling, but I, I just go. Oh, going. you're good. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. I just know that progress has been made, but we still have a long way to go. And I know that, I mean, some people can't see it right now, but eventually, essentially, they'll see. Hey, that's what vision is, yo. Yeah, especially yeah. having that vision before before it's normal for other people. Right. That's that's right. something that. Right. And, and that's just a, to let you know, Des, I mean, coaching in American Samoa and coaching women. What you're doing now is going to really help them because i mean everything you talked about now all the things that women have to face here imagine that being magnified 10 times back home because right. girls are looked at in polynesian culture as sit back you know what i mean stay in the background mm-hmm. don't do too much like you said you know what i mean uh if you're playing sports you're not encouraged to play sports as a, as a girl back home it's like why are you playing sports when you could be at home doing for else so, I mean, it's pretty tough for girls back home. Uh, so just to let you know, there's, you're reaching girls back home. I mean, uh, I've had past players who talk to me and they, they always tell me that that's cool that I know you and just the stuff you're doing. So, yeah, keep pushing. You're, you're, reach, you're reaching people that you don't know yet. So, yeah, good stuff. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. this. Thank you. Continuing to reach out and empower young women and to show that that normalization that we've arrived to as a society that doesn't fully appreciate women and what they do for, you know, not only us, but for society needs to be broken and, and reset. Right. And Eri had a really good point on how to try to fix that or, or what we could do personally. Eri, go ahead. Oh, ma'am. Um, so Des, Lance asked us earlier, you know, like, how do we, how do you, how do you fix that? My biggest thing is make that shit cool. You know what I mean? Um, there's this IG influencer dude named Wallow267. Um, you're saying we control cool. You know what I mean? You when you when you make that shit cool, uh, you know, other people look at you growing up like, oh bet, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not worried about the negative. You know what I mean? We're gonna uplift people, we're gonna uplift women. And when you make that shit cool, bro, people start doing it. You know what I mean? You yeah. make that shit popular. You know, it's um it's crazy how the domino effect works when you show how being a good person is, you know what I mean? Right. That, it, then that like it's it's easy to hate and to be neglectful in those those circumstances, you know. What I mean, when you show them that you know it's worthwhile to, you know, lift women up, not you know, I mean, not break them down because it's a uh, something I've been learning to do more since I moved back home. You know, what I mean, seeing the the younger boys in my family, um, you know, like I got a I got a I got a niece playing uh, football, youth football. She's only like. Nice. Nine, bro. nice. She going ham. They just had a jam breather last weekend. You know what I mean? And uh she's more excited than any other, you know, I me, mean? any other other players out there. And I was like, see, she's grateful for the opportunity, brother. You know what I mean? It's it's so expected for boys to be playing the sport, you know, that they go there and it's easy for them to take it for granted. Mm. And then who's <laughs> just other cool, bro? It's uh it's dope, you know what I mean? Make that shit cool. It's uh it's cool to see it. Make respecting women the n- normal cool. Right. Yeah. Des, what are some uh, things you've seen that uh, could more empower women? I think what's so beneficial, I mean, I would 
I want to start off with you guys just giving me the opportunity to speak about women in sports and it it takes that for for men to come forward and stand up for women in sports like yourselves um and then it started off with uh, yeah with my dad with my with my dad even though he, my dad I don't, he still has no filter um he just led us to believe we could do whatever we put our minds to I mean even Kobe he championed for women in sports it's it's definitely men coming forward for us and putting us on a pedestal but also us understanding that we belong in these spaces too and uh for other women to show up for one another um and it's and it's um coming with different approaches when it comes to events because what I've learned working in the grassroots space for boys in sports I've applied it all the experiences from I mean I, I've done a lot I've worked a lot of events um, a lot of shoe campaigns um, I mean even volleyball tournaments what I've incorporated or from my experiences I've incorporated it to her game and it's it works because it hasn't really, yeah, it really hasn't been done before. And uh, girls haven't been showcased in that way. They're, we're starting to do that now more often. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's progress. Man, continual, what is it? Uh, persistent. We've got to keep it up because it's, it's yeah. one of those things that if we kind of let it slide and we let it black, backslide, then it's like other people will continue to, not hold women to the esteem that they deserve right tell us about her game you tell us about um how it empowers young women and uh build social justice through basketball how did it start and and what do you guys do well yes yeah, so i'll give you the whole story <laughs> yes um so yeah we launched in october october 6 2019 where we invited some of the top middle school prospects in Southern California to come in and compete. Um, we had, like I mentioned, I worked in the uh, grassroots space for boys basketball. So they would have like different uh, broadcasters or media outlets covering them. I had um, the relationships that I built, my, my friendships, um, they came out, those media outlets came out for the girls, uh, high school coaches, college coaches that were able to attend. <laughs> Um, they came out, um, travel ball coaches, and it was, it was a good time. And I have, I have a background in working um, in, uh, in radio. So my friend that worked at Power 106 at the time, that was a DJ, <laughs> she came and spent, she came and played music for the girls, like during the, during the all-star game. So I, I had in my mind at first, I just thought it was just going to be showcases for girls but from the back or from the feedback that I received or we received, girls need more. They need educational workshops. They need, um, I mean, yeah, different women to come forward and, and be role models as well. And I, I had, we had um, different women um, in roles for the first event from scorekeeping to the referees, to the DJ, to the host. My sister was the host to the coaches. Uh, my friends were the assistant coaches, but I thought it was important for college girls to be the head coaches, for them oh, to nice. call the shots. Oh. 
because essentially we were looking for uh, college girls that are looking to pursue a career in coaching because we were trying to push that. We're trying to push more girls into coaching, um, maybe coaching more women's or girls in sports. Uh, but, but yeah, and then it grew into doing a fall league following that. And then, um, I mean, with every event or every opportunity, there's, a there's some backlash and a couple of girls received, I mean, yeah, a couple of girls were cyber bullied um, during the event because they're, they were showcased in, in huge platforms for the grassroots space. And at that time, I didn't really know how, how they could handle it as teenage girls. We have, there was like grown men talking about them what, like on Instagram? Yes, In the comments? On, on, on social media, cyberbullying. Yeah, so I was, I mean, obviously I, 25-year-old, 24-year-old Desiree would have been like, you know, clap back queen, but. but oh, I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Just like, he knows. <laughs> Forrest, I need you to find all the video. No. <laughs> No, no, no. So I was just trying to figure out ways to have them talk about their experiences in a healthy manner and uh, respond in grace. So we had like a workshop dedicated for them. Um, they expressed how, how it went down for um, that time and how they got through it and ways that they could channel their anger or how they felt at that time to something positive. And um, we had, uh, it was uh, it was December where we had it. And then we had a vision board party too. So they, I mean, we didn't know how 2020 was gonna be. <laughs> 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 so they just had, you know, it's, it's cool to like look at something and yeah. have like a visual presence of it when you wake up, you know, all right, this, these are my goals and this is what I'm trying to do. So that's what we had and then, uh, Pre-COVID, we were supposed to have our unsigned senior showcase in SoCal and then our prom dress drive. This would have been this would have been my third overall. This would have been her game's first. Uh, but yeah, in 2020, we just had to, like everybody else, adjust and figure things out virtually. And uh, mental health was a huge, it played a huge role in the girls or the kids' lives because I mean, LA was shut down, so mm -hmm. I mean, there was a couple of people that were doing stuff, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but majority of the time, LA, like the majority of the spaces or the locations for gyms, LA was shut down. So um, conversations that I would have with the girls to check in with them would just be like, I just don't have any motivation to, to play sports. Like, what's the whole point of training if I don't? If there's Get no the game. Yeah. yeah. So we're just trying to figure out ways. We end up um, we end up having like Instagram lives where I'd have conversations with college coaches. Uh, and mind you, I'm I'm very reserved. I'm very to myself unless it has to do with like unless it has to do with business or um, catching up with everybody. I don't really like, at first, I didn't really like the camera in my face. I like being behind the scenes. I like doing the, the, back or, the backspace stuff, the logistics stuff. Yep. Um, 
but in order for for girls to understand or to hear the message was for me to come forward and and have these conversations with different women or different women in their respected industries so we started doing Instagram lives, started doing a lot of Zooms, um, classes. We held different classes. And um, once things started to open up, we we finally got back into it. And eh, man, it's been, it was over a year since we had our first event, live event. And this, it was April 25th, I'll never forget. It was our first open run for college for JUCO girls. and. I mean, their their season was uh, cut short. No, they didn't even have a season. They were able to gain another season because it was it, they didn't have a season. But it was an opportunity for them to get to get some runs in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a couple of pro ladies came in, and that's what we were focusing on because. Um, our high school girls, um, our high school girls and middle school girls at the time, they had uh, tournaments started um, coming up again and, you know, high school season recruiting periods, uh, the recruiting period ended for the girls, I believe July 25th or the 24th. The majority of the high school girls were in their different circuits, the EYBL, Nike circuit, Adidas Gauntlet circuit, all those different circuits. For That's this year? Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. uh, majority of their events were um, held in um, in uh, yeah in Atlanta. Um, so with that, we we've had a couple of collaborations as well um, for National Girls and Women in Sports Day. We did a collaboration with Wilson Basketball. Um, nice. That was yeah, it was exciting. Uh, it was, I mean, obviously it was like COVID friendly. So we would have like, it wasn't like the clear cut cameras. It was what we had to do. We did what we had to do, like set, submit our videos from the, from our phones for the girls or for the girl that spoke up and, and said what she felt in her heart. And then we had our collaboration with Foot Locker for Women's History Month. Um, and that was in the middle of rebranding uh, for for her game. I started off with having partners and um, we went our separate ways. Uh, so it was just in between like trying to figure out how we were gonna come forward coming out of COVID, how the logo was gonna change, how we're gonna do things differently in, in this space. Um, so, so yeah, that was a great opportunity when, when Foot Locker approached us for, um, for Women's History Month. And I got to do it with my sisters um, and a couple of girls that still um, keep up with us with her game. And, and we were able to shoot majority of the content that's posted on our YouTube page. Feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, it was it was shot in uh, Carson as well, so it was oh, it's coming back home. What's, what's your favorite restaurant in Carson? Uh, I mean, I I I like this burger spot called Big Burger. It's right by Cal State Dominguez or Yellow Basket Fries. I would hey. have Big oh, Burger hey. Fries. Yep, yep. Yellow, Yellow Basket. Basket. Yellow Basket just sure. got a facelift. 
That's yeah, a whole new building out there. That's, it's a vibe. It used yeah. to be like an old thing that we drove by. And the last time I went, my sister was like, look over there. And I was like, oh, it's like <laughs> <a> McDonald's. <laughs> like they made it. <laughs> they made it. Or before I see my family at Carson, I usually go grab a plate of chili fries from Tom's on Sepulveda. And then I, I know where up, that is. <laughs> yeah. I show up smelling like chili to the family. It's her game out here providing that community space for girls to be and thrive and flourish also providing real league games and runs so these girls are having something that keeps them motivated that they're training towards when all the, all the covid shutdowns happened also anything else that girls are coming into her game events with and just like the feedback that you're getting and then you're going off of whatever you can do to help girls from what they're telling you yeah, that's is, yes. is that right that sounds yes. uh, that it's, sounds like exactly what we need more of. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, that's earlier you mentioned that you you were doing um, little workshops with them, so they so they could deal with the cyberbullying, right, or uh, how they would deal with social media stuff. Um, man, did did you take all of that, all of those variables into consideration when you started doing those open runs, or like? Was that something like you had to play by ear? Like, oh, damn, like, mm. I can't just worry about what they bring to the court. I got to worry about what they take back home, like, and how they deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, was that something you knew at first? Is that something you you saw happen in real time? You're like, oh, shoot, jump on it. I think I knew everything was going to change after the first event. So um, I kind of stopped what I was doing before, um, how I would respond before because it's an entire brand that we have to carry or that I have to carry. Uh, I have to represent. Um, and, and I think what, yeah, it definitely changed me when I, it, it changed my whole look in life when I became close with, with these girls um, after that event. And you, so. you feel responsible for them even outside of, your program like on the on the internet when grown-ass men are trying to degrade them oh, and their, yes. their skills yeah. and stuff yeah, that's some bullshit yeah. bro you you yeah. don't even comment we go through a lot that's what yeah, I, mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, did. I mean i guess yeah i guess you found out that you couldn't respond anymore as someone part of her game you had to respond as the leader of her game so that's dope right so, man that's that's so tough to like yeah the transition your backstory thus far, though, like really does showcase a lot of like the mental fortitude and it's crazy. You know what I mean? That you, yeah. you were able to deal with that from a young age. Right. And so like now you're like, well, how do I how do I take all the strength that I've garnered thus far in life? Right. And how do I teach it to younger women uh, that are dealing with it and probably haven't had as much preparation as I have? Right. Man, that's that's dope, yo. Feel like we can't be too worried about like the the extra stuff. We just got to start. We just got to do something, and then all that stuff. We're gonna figure that out as a coach. Yeah. That's what I mean. Doris was talking about in episode eight when she was like, "I got started. I was handing out these water tanks, and people were like, well, how are you gonna fill those water tanks? There's gonna be empty water tanks for people.' And it's like, oh, okay, that's something I have to think about. That's another step that I have to make sure. Mm -hmm. Another box I have to make sure is tick. But that's something you find out once you start. Right. just starting and providing that space for people is is the most important part and then you kind of smooth over you know you smooth over the bumps as you go and you handle them as you go what are some of the future events for her game that you guys are planning 
Well, I'm excited to do this collaboration Saturday uh, with Hoopa since it's featured everywhere. It's their uh, Instagram is at the Hoopas. So it's a big community bus where they, or it's a huge yellow bus where they have a, a basketball hoop on the back and they come to different community events. And um, this is, this is going to be their second collaboration for um, doing something with women in sports. And it's, it's going to be really, um, it's going to be really special for the, obviously the middle school girls, the high school girls, but also the college girls that are still in town before they leave, because I want them, or we want them to be more hands-on with, with the girls. We get, I mean, I feel like they're tired of my voice sometimes. So it's, it's nice to have a couple of people or other people come in that, that look like them. Most mm -hmm. importantly, um, that play the sport or play different sports or that were an athlete and they could share their experiences with these younger girls. But the thing that's so cool about Hoopus is that they have their backboard like decked out that's featured like a woman, a woman uh, made the backboard and it's called, it says we got next on it and the inside the bus, it's like different collages of uh, different women that played basketball. Um, so it's, nice. it's going to be a really cool experience in the end of this month, we're looking to do a showcase for, um, our high school girls. And then we're, we're doing something in, sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm going to Utah because we're expanding over there nice. to the 28th. And then our showcase is on the 29th, um, back here in LA. And that's, that's something that people should take in consideration too, is that I guess we have well, I didn't know. I didn't know until my cousin moved out there that, I mean, Utah has a really big Polynesian background there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. And August is dedicated to um, to them, like Polynesian Month. They have different festivals. Oh, nice. Um, In Utah? Like it's a yeah. state? Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. They have like, they have an entire Facebook page dedicated to their festivals. It's there's something happening every other day in Utah and it's, it's cool. And I've, I've been to like, when I was there, um, I was there in May just to see how it's like over there and see if we could slowly, but surely expand over there. They're teaching the kids, the language at the charter schools. And I'm like, yeah. you can teach me some things. <laughs> Let's so go. Yeah, so awesome. it's, it's so cool. That's uh, teaching kids the language. And then yeah. I was also San Francisco Unified was offering yeah. Samoan as a, a language credit yeah. for like schools. That is so cool. That is just, that's gonna, man. So you hear this all the time from like the older Samoan people is that the language is dying out. So the whole culture is gonna die out. But now we're starting to invest and plant seeds that is gonna be able to grow and keep that alive for so much longer. And to see our language as like in like a legit state school website thing as an option is super dope, man. Cause it's like, hey, we're seen. And that's right. what we matter. Yes. <laughs> of course. Appreciate it. That no, that's like that's not yeah. that's taken for granted. That's not a given yeah. that people that people's voices and their their groups automatically that's matter. True. Man, it, yeah, it was really nice to see those things, uh, those yeah. things happening. And actually, 
You taking Desto with you? You already know. <laughs> we, you already know. She's uh, um, she's uh, she's gonna come to the Bay with me um, next month. Nice. We'll find a date, and then the 29th, um, she's hands on with the 29th, the 14th. Um, Utah is just gonna be really quick because I still still have to figure out um a couple of things that we want to look to do over there outside of sports so yeah, we we definitely want to push the like different community events whether it's camp food drives we did that um we actually did that in january over here in la um what do you uh, have to what do you have to do to set up one of those food drives is that just making calls and and getting people to bring stuff in and then donating it? Or how does that work? Because that's something that we're interested in doing. Right. Are those drives and like community works to help underserved parts of our communities? So how does how does that work? Yeah, so um, with us, we obviously have to do the research of who we're gonna partner with or who we're gonna give our donations to and make mm -hmm. sure that they're giving it to the people not just posting it on their recaps or yeah on social yeah. media and then yeah really helping sure someone yeah, yeah make sure it's authentic and then um reaching out to different people in the area where they could get the word out um it's just uh, a lot of text messages a lot of emails a lot of calls <laughs> grassroots and organizing is what it absolutely like. at its finest and i mean if they don't want to partner with us then we're talking to the wrong people and we'll keep on pushing and talk to somebody else that's gonna help Amen. Out. but yeah it's it's i mean i'm not afraid of hearing no because there's going to be a yes later down the line it might not be right now it'll be soon um, so so yeah it's, it's a lot of that um and we're very selective or careful of how we're going to promote community events like we could do we could do something but i I kind of, or we kind of like the intimate conversations that we have that we're helping out people. Like, I don't, I think, I mean, to each his own, but I think it's it's cool to have that conversation that's not recorded with the people that we're helping out and just really mm -hmm. understand where they're coming from and figure out ways to help um, help them or provide something for, for them. Um, so yeah, that's what we're looking to do in Utah, and uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's Damn, a lot of, cost, it is, a lot of uh, It's deeper than rap with you, man. That's <laughs> you. You doing a lot, yo? You yes. talking about so nonchalantly? It was motivating the shit out of me. <laughs> like, man, it's really beautiful to see like all these events you want to get started. Are you you reaching out with people? You talking with them? Doing but all she's the work? Starting, and, right, yo? That's, I just want to get started, but at, things are moving. That's that that faith in in the mission is like, I can relate to that. That's tough to have, like you said. Uh, if there's a no, I know there's going to be a yes down the line. You know what I mean? But you, that no is not going to deter me from working as hard as I do. You know what I mean? Like you said, keep it pushing. That's ah, oh, that's dope, yo. That's dope. That's really motivating to see for, yeah, for Pacific Islanders, for for women, for for young men coming up, to see that that, that yo, bro, people's out here making moves. You know what I mean? Moves you probably not paying attention to, but Right, moves nonetheless. I think I have two things, two pointers. I think sometimes with our community, it's like, I feel like it's a double-edged sword sometimes that I don't really pay attention to, but I, I've noticed that like there's there's people that truly do genuinely support you and there's people that just are like, mm, you know, like questioning mm. everything. Right. 
but um and then another point is um another point is definitely making sure to take time out for yourself to disconnect and plug and, and detox uh, because i don't i want to go i mean there's there was two times where I experienced uh, being burnt out. And the last time I told myself, I'm never gonna do this to myself again. I actually was like, I was, yeah, I had a mental breakdown. I was crying. Um, and then my sister Kristen was there. She's like, what's happening? I was like, I, I don't wanna talk about it. But it's, um, it's figuring out when to say no um, and understanding the power of saying no when it's, it's crucial to, to yourself because I don't want to pour um, out of an empty glass. I want to make sure my cup is full before I give to others. So I think mm. it's, like for me, it's meditation, doing, doing my daily devotions, my, my daily affirmations, uh, working out, um, you know, skincare is good, right? Let's <laughs> so, go. Ooh, peep the glow, peep the glow. <laughs> It's, it's the little things like that and, uh, before getting back into it. Yeah, I, didn't want, I just wanted to add that. <laughs> Amen. How long before Becky Hammond is an NBA head coach? You know, and why I, is it not already? Well, I think it's, it's still, like I mentioned before, it's still, how do I say this in the filter? Say it. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> I, is the NBA not ready? I NBA still, they're still part of that old boys network, huh? They just yeah. don't want to I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. I mean, it's it's like that for even the grassroots side of yeah, right. Girls yeah. in sports, like it's it's weird for people to see like someone that's a woman doing stuff for girls in sports because majority it's dominated by men as well. Becky Hammond don't have a job. I mean, we don't even have a woman head coach coaching a men's team. You know what I mean? In college. So, I mean, yeah. if we can't get one in college coaching a men's team, how hard is it to get one in the NBA? I don't know what these uh, percentages are so freaking low or like 10% in Samoa Parliament dedicated to females or not having any representation in these high coaching levels. Women are half the world. You telling me there's not enough basketball playing women that have had the careers and the qualifications that deserve a, a shot at, at being an NBA? Somebody, I think somebody is qualified and with the resume of Becky Hammond. I mean, okay, so if Becky Hammond was a man, if it was Beck Hammond, would have been hired already? Yeah, she'd be the yeah, she she'd definitely be the head coach of the Blazers right now. So that happens not just at high, you know, one of 30 positions in the world level, but also all the way down to just childhood where girls are told no they can't and guys are assumed to just continue so girls aren't encouraged to play sports if they want to like if that's something they want to do but they're told that's not going to work out for you so you should stop trying well maybe there's another opportunity that's going to be presented to her later down the line I don't want to like I know we've had conversations with our girls about like sometimes with with them being in high school, like nobody really comes to their games, but it's a packed house when the boys play right after them. And I know it's, I mean, I, it happened to us when we were growing up, but yeah, it's not fair, but how are you going to change it, get through it or 
go against the odds? Are you just going to say like, well, it sucks, so I'm not going to play anymore? No, I'm just going to figure out a way to to move through it and adjust and um, and know that something else is coming. I think uh, I think you kind of did it. You elevated a, a woman's platform where you are able to put some really strong women in a bunch of the positions like at your events, whether they be refs or coaches or players, and just kind of showing people that it can be done, that women can have their own games, that they're badass and they're ballers, just as much as guys can have all their own guy leagues. Representation, just showing that it's a thing that people love and are passionate about, and that in turn helps other people that are passionate about it that don't feel like they can, you know, be as loud or as open to be that honest with themselves and uh, you making that shit cool, yo. Yes. Yeah, like you, you, you setting the vibe, man. That's that's man. That's that's fine. Every facet that you got the college girls being the coaches for the team. That's probably not like you. Yeah, and you you work with friends to. Sorry, I'm I'm going off. I'm seeing like divisions for it, but like there's always those YouTube videos, right? Where like the some coach has those private runs with NBA players, but they play with like college hoopers. That sounds like the direction that her game is going in. Are you finna raise the exclusivity, right? Bring all the awareness to it. And they gonna be like, yo, bro, is she a baller? Did she hit the her game runs? You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, is, hey. is, that, right? is that, is that so something that you're thinking? That. Right? Yo, like, is that something you that you're thinking of? That like, yo, bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, is, is she a real baller? She gotta go, she gotta go ball up at her game, yo. She like, gotta check out gotta, her game. We gotta see how she do over at those private yo. runs, family. Like, yo, no, and like, yes. see, see WNBA players play with people from Carson or, you know, anybody that's in the program, you know, no matter whether it's in Utah, the Bay, LA, like, bro, that, that's, man, I, I just feel like you're taking a strong Ooh. step in that direction, family. Like, that's dope, yo. You know what I mean? You're going to see Chelsea Gray balling up at the Her Game camp you know what yeah. I mean? with, with younger women. Whoop. Yes, how, how excited are you to see Tahina at the USA Under-19 team? Man, I talked to her. I was like, man, this is huge. I don't think you understand this. Yeah, I'm blessed. I'm like, no, like, you're no, not no, only no, no, representing no. the country, you're representing, like, young Poly Pacific Islander girls and yeah. letting them know that they could be in this spot, too. Lancy Ebra, if you don't know, uh, Tahina Pao Pao, she's the starting point guard for uh, the University of Oregon. But she also ran with Dez. You know, she's playing. She's probably the starting point guard right now for the under-19 USA team. Let's go. Where is that? Oh, check she's from out. Oceanside. Yeah, but she comes. <laughs> <to Oregon>. <laughs> okay, okay. She's, no, she comes, she comes out to work out. She has family over here. I just realized that I'm related to her some, some way later down the line on my papa's side. I don't know how we're related, but that's what my nana said. So, I'm she's, she, hey, she's real. She's real. Yeah, she's you guys real. haven't seen her play. She's real. She's Gatorade player of the game um, in Cali. Uh, McDonald's All-American, even though they have, like, she has a whole resume. When, yeah. when is the under-19 tournament? Uh, right now they're in training. Um, I don't know when they start playing. But she's in training right now with the team. I mean, you can follow her Instagram page. She posts all the time. Um, she's she's phenomenal. She's you know, she's she's the real deal. Post that excited. Are you gonna to see are you gonna it. coach her in the future South Pacific Games? I'm, I I was trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Play for the squad. How uh, how did you like your experience at the South Pacific Games? 
Oh, she liked it. <laughs> Locking them down. Forrest, Forrest said Forrest says he would choose an offensive player on the opposing team and they would be canceled for the whole game. That's that's that was this. That's that that's what this did for us. I was huffing and puffing, but I, I didn't <laughs> that was my how, defensive stopper. How did you did, where did you guys stay while you guys were out there? Did you stay with like other countries and stuff, like in a village, like the Olympic village or different islands and stuff? Yeah, we did. It was it was great. It was an experience. I mean, it, it got it got us to bond and got get closer to our team or yeah, get closer to everybody from American Samoa. So we we're grateful for that. We couldn't really go to the mall because of uh, reasons, yeah. different reasons. Why? Uh, well, Papua <laughs> New Guinea was still they're still under like they're at civil war. Yeah. So. Oh. oh. <laughs> So oh, you reasons. Oh, reasons. Reason. <laughs> reasons, my guy. Oh, Yo, like, like literally before we got there, we were given a memo, like uh, the government was telling people, the, the government forced the people of Papua to be extra nice to people while during the games. So everywhere you went, people were like overly polite. It was scary. Because otherwise like, there would be sanctioned. Right. A, welcome right. to Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Welcome. You know what I mean? yeah. No joke. Like, Welcome. Do you like the view? So we, it's I mean, nice. I we, we went on a tour bus where Des was singing, right? And so at the end of, towards the end of the tour, we're supposed to hit this like a uh, zoo or like a, a reserve for animals. Hey. And so, yeah, the tour, the tour guy got on and goes, so we're just going to head back to the, uh, to the campus now because um, at this time of the evening, the gorillas come out. You know what? Back to campus. <laughs> That was it. Yeah, yeah, that's all you had to say. Gorillas kidnapping, killing, back to campus. <laughs> gorillas come out at night. We're gonna hit the year. Like, you know what I mean? And then we're from American Samoa, so some of the kids were like, like an animal gorilla? It's like, no, fool. <laughs> like the military gorilla, fool. <laughs> like a gorilla warfare. Call of Duty. Yeah, oh, can but, I, but, I, I can only imagine the Samoans like, so like, go so far for the gorilla, man. No, there were some kids who were like, Chuli, gorilla? Let's go. No, not that gorilla, bro. Oh, the gorillas. Yeah. Not gorilla with the O, gorilla with the U. Right. The gorillas. Forrest told us that uh, you were able to work, you were able to have uh, a visit to the Mamba Academy. Oh, yes. Oh, wait, I was going to talk about one thing from a Samoa. Go ahead. Yes. Even though it was was like a point where I should be embarrassed, I'm not because it's freaking Troy Palomar. Remember the game? So I'm thinking like we're we're playing against him and a couple of guys um, because Troy had his camp there at the time. uh, That was when he was having. um, Troy and Ryan Clark, they were there. Nice little Mm -hmm. basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. So he was playing against them and like we were playing against them and he was center and I was like. He don't got no hops. So I'm trying to take it to the basket. Bam. My gets slapped. Like, it's a big old sound. Everybody's like, ooh. I was like, I don't care. It's strong. Did it. I'll live that. I'll take that out. That's <laughs> what, hey, everybody got quiet. That's all pro up. safety. Calm yeah. down, guys. I know. You're supposed to block that. Just <laughs> like, this Troy Pomali, bro. Calm down. <laughs> hey, hey, Lance, you was asking about my point guard telling me to take her out. That was one of the times where she was like, hey, tell her to come out. <laughs> oh, my, he's not going to do anything to me. Bam. 
Nah, like, Joy said, no free layups. <laughs> nah, he said, no free layups. Okay, yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> like, Troy Palomalu with his soft voice, he ain't finna do none to me. What? He'll run through you. Right? I thought he was gonna... You're on the bench. Block her oh, shot, yeah. then give her a bottle of uh, head and shoulders. <laughs> Always working. Always working. But Mamba Academy. Mamba Academy, when it was Mamba Academy, um, it was... I never really got a chance to work an event with Mamba, but we were like, it was in the work. It was, we were just talking at the point. Um, and there was a couple of times where I met Kobe and obviously my voice wasn't very shaky and, you know, my, my heart is beating really fast. And like first time I didn't, the first time I met him, I didn't know that he knew about her game. So, oh, what? That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> He's like, so, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was like, no, he didn't know my name, but he just uh, like what, what her game is about. And dope. He's doing what you're doing. I was like, thanks, thanks. Like, <laughs> I was like, bro, I can't believe I just talked to him and I looked at him in the eye. And like, even That's though I was dope, stuttering bro. every so often, but he was really trying to push uh, for girls in sports. And then um, I remember the day that it was a Sunday obviously we all know um when that happened when he passed away with the other victims from the helicopter crash I was on my way to Mamba Academy because it was a tournament that they had it was called the Mamba Cup it was Mm kind of like it was like different sessions of like how the EYBL circuit is ran like there's session one session one over here in January session two is over here in March session three is over here in April, um, or like January session one, February session two during basketball season. So he was trying to have something like that at um, Mamba Academy uh, when it was called Mamba Academy at the time. And then uh, what's it called now? It's called Sports Academy. It's back to being called Sports Academy. So yeah, I was on my way over there, and then um, my best friend texted me, and she got the news. Um, and she was like, it, it, they're just oh, announced that he, he died. He got in a car accident or helicopter crash. And I'm like, you're lying. I'm on my way over there right now. And so um, I call a couple of parents that are over there. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's supposed to come in like 20 minutes. Dang. And then I was like, I, I heard something different. There's an accident. And it was she was just like, let me call you back. Let me call you back. Let me figure this out. And then I call someone else, another parent that's over there. And I just hear like screaming and crying in the background. I didn't go. I just, I was at home uh, because I just didn't know when to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was confirmed. And then um, they told me before I found out on the news that Gigi and a couple of other players were on the, in the plane or too in the helicopter too so um that was an event uh I mean I didn't it didn't take time it took time for me to like kind of gather myself because like yeah I mean I would I had to be there for the girls because they looked at Kobe yeah and their friends with Gigi and the two other girls that passed away too so I had to make sure that they were okay and then you know I'm <laughs> home down here I had to cry later down like afterwards like when i'm in the car when i'm at home when when it's safe for me to cry didn't want to cry in front of them 
So that was that was eventful. And then we end up having a memorial uh, dedicated to the victims and we invited um, a couple of girls or yeah, it was a majority of the people that parents included pre-COVID. <laughs> it was a bonfire in, um, it's called Doc Weiler Beach in LA. Uh, that's where we have like different bonfires. Uh, so we had that space for them. Uh, we had a pastor, we had like different closing remarks we made s'mores and it was just brief something that they could reflect on and, and the last time that was the first time that they saw each other since Saturday incident and majority of the girls that were um at the event that we had they didn't really they didn't go to school um during the week because they didn't want to you know they didn't want to answer weird questions from people uh they didn't really eat um it's just it's different taking it as a young girl or a young kid experiencing that when your friends passed away so tragically um and you didn't know how to i mean it's traumatizing <laughs> right yeah. it still is yeah yeah thinking about uh I thought Kobe was going to be like Bill Russell, man. Just like that old ass dude at the NBA finals <laughs> that everyone was like, look at this OG. And then he flipped people off. Guys, I'd whoop all your asses. That's yeah. what I thought Kobe was going to be, man. Right, and, and that morning. Oh, fuck. It sucked. Where were you guys at? What were you guys doing? Uh, man, I, I, Noah had just left, uh, Better away, he was back here, and so I was trying to text him all morning on his drive back. You know, what I mean, like, and so I'm a Jordan fan, so like during Kobe's playing time, like, I wasn't a fan of his. Obviously, I knew how great he was, but not until he left uh, the NBA mm-hmm. is when I fell in love with Kobe with all the work he was doing with the younger girls and just women in sports in general. And I fell in love with Kobe because that's what I was trying to do back home, so I mean. I was torn, man, but I knew how torn, like, Noah was because Noah's probably the biggest Kobe fan I know. Right. So he called me back, and he had a two-hour drive in silence. And he just, he wanted to call me just, I mean, and so I felt bad, but I even felt more bad for him and just, yeah, you know what I mean? And and people that that didn't even like Kobe, that's how uh, far his reach was. People who weren't Kobe fans, not Laker fans, were all crying, you know, because they knew Michael Jordan, to me, will always be the greatest player ever. But his reach after the game, uh, I'm sure he does stuff that we don't see because he does a lot of his stuff on the under. You're hearing about a lot of his philanthropy now. But Kobe from the get, as soon as Kobe left the game, he was doing everything he could to further everybody else's game. That's his greatness. Of course, he's the great, you know what I mean? To me, one and two, Jordan and Kobe. But off the court is what made Kobe better than Jordan to me. Yeah. Everything he did off the court was for somebody. Else. He gave, I mean, if he, if he gave, like he said, he gave his heart to the game, he gave everything else off of it to everybody else he was trying to help. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So, yeah, that's, that's mainly why I was, it's devastating to see, because like you said, Des, those girls, I can only imagine them looking up to Kobe and looking at all the things he was doing for them. And then to see him leave like that, it's almost like, now what do we do? Who's going to push for us now? And so, which brings us back to you, Des. 
all the work you're doing now, you're continuing his work. I'm not even being overly dramatic. You are literally continuing the work that he's doing for these girls. They now have someone to look at and now they can say, that's where we're going to go now. You know, before when that happened, I'm, I'm sure they were lost. They didn't know what they were going to do, who they were going to turn to, what was next for them. And whatever Mamba Academy was providing for them, her game can now provide for them. That is, that is your legacy, Des. You know, uh, that's your legacy. Walk out for us, man. The three of hey. us, Des, whatever you need, we are going to push your legacy forward. Hey, truer words have never been spoken. Oh, that's yeah. man. Yeah. I was, it was morning. I was at my girlfriend's house. We were about to drive across the state. And I remember I was watching, I was watching TV, just waiting for her to get ready. And I was like, she walked, <laughs> she walked into the room and she was like, I just need a few more minutes and then I'll be good. And I was like, yeah, whatever, take your time. And then I saw the news break and I was like, that's not real. That's a, that's a hoax, right? That's a hoax. Turned uh turned it flipped it over to Sports Center. Sports Center's talking about it. I was like, okay, that's not a hoax. That's weird. She comes back outside fully ready to go on this road trip, and I'm bawling my eyes out on the fucking couch. And she was like, I did not take that long. And I was <laughs> like, oh my god, Kobe time. Like, hey, she came out, you were like, yo, I need a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be I'm ready. Need- <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Man, so believing Kobe to be invincible and then seeing him pass away was one thing. And then to learn about Gigi, who was going to be, you know, Mambasita. Right. And, and the rest of the players and their parents. And it just turned into like this really sad realization of, of loss and like the potential that was supposed to happened to help change the world for better was gone and then like Forrest said not just those players that helped Kobe but regular ass people were like okay who do we look to now for like a good representative of where the game should be going and I've been lost for a long time but now I'm seeing people that are are using their passion to help those around them and to help those like them and to help those not like them and people like yourself and what you're doing with her game are exactly what we what gets us pumped up and what motivates us and what we want to highlight here on this show forever. So Amen. like like they Amen. said, Amen. you've got us inspired. Whatever we can do to help, those things are yours. Let us know how we can contribute. We fucks with the vibes. We, Amen. we want to it's a way to help it. Yeah, let's all together now. Yeah, man, it's just uh, a lot of this talk, man, be uh, talking with my older sister, Doris. Yeah, the whole creating a space, making the movement. And then there's times where you do get burnt out, but you have a vision for the end goal, right? And you know that all of it's going to be worth it. But like right now, it might suck, but it's going to be dope. You know what I mean? And like the vision is grand. People's visions for you and the the hopes for, for her game and everything that, you know, that it got going on is... Is more than high, yo. You know what I mean? It's a uh, you finna you finna do dope shit, yo. That's dope, man. It's a uh, and it's it, what's crazy is that like, yeah, there might be times where you like might feel down, out about it, but like, uh, and I'm not too much on logic or numbers. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not too big on logic, but Lance is all about the numbers. But it's it makes sense that if you keep doing what you're doing, 
know what I mean? Keep doing all the good things. You'll do great things. You know what I mean? It's just, it only makes sense. The people that don't realize what you're doing eventually will. The people that are saying no are missing out on, on the great work that you're doing. And you're, like you said, you're able to move that down the line to a yes that's meant for you. That's bigger. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was um, I was going to add on to that, the conversation with Kobe as well. I've never seen, yeah, actually, I've never seen a lot of grown men cry, like making posts, entire posts about Kobe and like sick to their stomachs. Like I've never seen that. And it's, it's not... I mean, I'm not saying it's cool to see, but it's it's nice to know that like men really did gravitate to what he was doing too. Right. It was more than what he did on the court. Like, right. Grown men were so hurt because of the things he was doing off the court. Right. And that just, yeah, it makes him greater than anybody to play the game. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like part of it was also growing up and when I first started paying attention to basketball is when Kobe joined the Lakers mm-hmm. and that, that kind of part of my childhood, you know, all the winning, all the winning, right. that was great. Yeah. But then the, the process, how he was like such a hard worker that people would leave the team. Like Dwight Howard couldn't fucking handle it the first time in LA because Kobe wanted him to mm-hmm. do shit. Mm-hmm. And now he's back yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the Lakers free agency additions? I mean, if we don't get a ring, <laughs> this is gonna be so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, yo, it just this has to work. Has as, a, to work. as a Chicago fan, yes. <laughs> Chicago free agency, how you guys doing up there? Oh, we're doing good. Oh yeah, Lonzo Ball. Good. DeMar DeRozan. Well, Vuce, Vucevic? Caruso? Caruso? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. Shout out the headband goat, AC Fresh 21, <laughs> Alex Caruso. What? Hey. Shout out yeah, Caruso. Man. Hey, you know Mac McClung? What's up? I mean, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but he wasn't drafted, so I don't know if anybody wanted him. It's a steal. It's a steal. No, he is. You know what? Speaking of LA teams and and free agency, how hard was it for you to watch Candace Parker and Chelsea leave the Sparks? I think well, what they were doing outside of the Sparks as well. Like I know Candace was hands on with uh, one of my girls. She was, she still is, but right. it's kind of different now that she's not. Yeah, distance, huh? Yeah, yeah, she's not there, um, and she played a huge role in this girl's life. Um, I mean, she's on her Instagram too. So I talked to her, I checked on her as soon as I got the news. I was like, Hey, so, um, how are you feeling? She's like, you know, we'll just still keep in touch. But even though she won't come to like the different, like junior sparks events, um, or the sparks games, it's going to be different, but I think it's, it's a good look for her. And then with Chelsea, it's, it's a great, I mean, definitely we're going to miss her. We're going to miss seeing her in the sparks jersey, but it was a better opportunity for her to to be in Vegas and and I think in Vegas like you Vegas you have more love or they show so much love for the Aces yeah oh man I was at I was at that game and it's incredible their their fan base is incredible yeah so they love Chelsea out there is it because the the Vegas team market share is a little bigger than the LA market share 
you know, I also it's probably because it's also everything's so new right now to Vegas. Yeah, you got a football team. Oh. You know what I mean? They got a women's basketball hockey? team. They got a hockey team. Mm. Uh, I think they're about to get a soccer team. Uh, so yeah, they, they, obviously Vegas was popping before all that. Now they're just it's like the destination when it goes to and all the events. Like uh, they were given the choice to host the draft, and they turned it down. They were they were supposed to host uh, NFL draft in person. Um, was it last year? Uh, like COVID. So I mean, oh, all these events, yeah, all these events are just going through Vegas right now. And uh, everybody there is just like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, let's embrace it because we've never had it before. So, you know? Vegas is uh, up and coming on the sports team. Yeah, I mean, hey, their football team's dope, but let me tell you that. Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Back to basketball. <laughs> anyway. Des, do you have a football team you root for? Oh, I don't, but it's definitely not the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of the great Chelsea Gray, Olympian, shout out to uh, the Olympic teams out there that are uh, grinding up. Uh, have you been watching any of the Olympics? What have you been focused on? Track, swimming, jumping, basketball, others? I think I was like, well, at first with the Olympics uh, last time, which I was just focused on basketball for both. But now that for her game, like obviously it's, it's starting we're starting with basketball but like from from the from the jump because that's my background we're looking to also support different sports as well um nice so like i mentioned we're in the middle of rebranding but we also want to let our volleyball girls know that we're supporting them or softball girls know and even with I mean Oklahoma they just they won the national championship and they have two poly girls that are mentioned one's a true freshman I think um her last name's Jenny she's from over here in in Long Beach area Carson area her family's from Carson and then there's another girl that's from Hawaii uh last name is Alo and she's looking to expand her yeah Boston's dope yeah yeah so I think that uh, I was still trying to keep up. And then I was like, you know, I was asking my softball friends, like, oh, what's happening? Or my volleyball friends, what's happening here? Like, I'm still trying to figure out, like, how to understand each sport mm-hmm. um, and figure out ways to, to just show up for everybody and, and learning everybody's names. Because growing up, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I, we just only focus on the NBA. We didn't really we did watch the WNBA when we did have our, our free tickets. But now that playing in this role um and that i've mentioned had conversations with different of our younger girls to make sure that they're supporting these women too because when they're women they would want other people or younger girls to support them mm-hmm. so um it's been a it, I'm, I'm still trying to keep up and if i don't keep up then i have this app i'm I, it's not espn it's another um instagram account that I follow it's called more than balls they they have updates of all the stats and all the uh record breaking deals so I just been keeping up with them um but it's it's been a roller coaster I'm actually oh I'm not even in it it's only like a like five seconds I'm in a commercial well it's like I mean Bro, you in a commercial, yo. Don't downplay it. It's <laughs> like, five more seconds than I you in a commercial. commercial. <laughs> Tell us about this commercial you're in. Right. I mean, it's 
you can't even see me. It's like like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.2 seconds. <laughs> Is it a hair flip? What, what do you do? <laughs> he said. Um, it's a Comcast commercial. One of my girls is uh, the main girl. Like they have all different kids in different sports. Um, they're pretending or they're thinking that they're in the Olympics. They shot it at USC. Um, and so she's pretending that she's playing against pros. And we were the pros, me and a couple of uh, friends were, were the pros at the time. So it's like, it's 0.5 seconds, you don't see, but it's cool to know that like, oh my gosh, the commercial, I'm in that commercial and you, you see it over here and it's showing at the Olympics, but what I didn't know, but now going forward with the NCAA ruling or with athletes capitalizing on their brands is the residual I just, you know, I was like, sign contract, cool, gonna be on the commercial. Didn't know that I could make so much more money off of that afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Tell us about this name, image, and likeness ruling and how it's going to change the game for athletes. I think it, well, I, like I said, I'm just only focused on women in sports. And I think it's a huge step for, for women to come forward and capitalize on different endorsement deals and be confident in how they talk or how they're pitching. So with, with our younger girls, I've had conversations with them and saying, oh, that's cool. Like I could finally do this. I'm like, yeah. So like keep practicing, trying to figure out ways of how you could do it. Maybe jump on Instagram live with me and we could figure something out or, and then, um, I mean, it opened a huge can of worms of like even our space. And, you know, there was, uh, there was a couple of conversations where like random agencies came, um, came to the girls directly. And, you know, the girls are still trying to figure out what, what they can profit off of. And mm -hmm. the biggest thing for, for me or for, for uh, me and people that are helping her game is, for them to understand or know their rights before they sign their contract deals and making sure that they're not getting taken advantage of with these agencies or different opportunities that are approaching them. So I'm just, you know, being very protective with, with the girls that I've come in conversations and even with the open runs that we have for college girls, I've asked them like, what do they think or how do they feel about it? And they're like, yeah, there's a couple of people that have talked to me or that reached out to me. I'm like, all right cool well let's just make sure you read everything in writing before you sign something um yeah Man, that's like have, another thing they, you might have to workshop for or like have to yeah. have some sort yeah. of yeah class for it. is there do these do you guys think these athletes need lawyers to look over some of these financial contracts? advisors or, or something yeah yeah representation definitely yeah yeah <sighs> because yeah like if a big ass contract comes but at the top yeah. it just says a couple thousand dollars how many right athletes are really reading right. past that money mark they're just like i don't really care what i have to do give me the money i mean and they might not have they might need the money so like yeah i i don't think i'm ever going to be too upset at someone capitalizing off of their talents like that but it's definitely something that other people are going to try to take advantage of yeah. take advantage of and they're going to be like i know that this money can make some people to sign real quick so hey go ahead and throw that five decade contract line in there at the bottom right. they won't even exactly <laughs> and then you're right, definitely right. important to be reading and everything it's, it's scary because i was telling lance and eri that the numbers that were projected for uh, Paige beckers is that she'll be making 
through her next three years of college, she can make a million dollars plus every year she's left, she has left in college. So like your girls, I mean, they're not Paige Beckers, but they're going to look at that and be like, damn, what if I can make that kind of money? You know what I mean? And the first person that comes up to them is like, yo, okay, we'll offer you this, this, and this. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Not knowing that, like Lance said, now you're stuck in a five decade contract making only like a quarter of what they promised you because of all the incentives on your contract. You guys, do you guys think that it's going to, that athletes are going to see the money that like the top talents like Paige Beckers is making and realize, okay, I have to really work on my craft or is it just going to still be just a very few amount of people that reach that level? I think, well, there's like different athletes. So when I, you just mentioned that, I think there's going to be athletes that are entitled that don't want to work on their game, but assume that they earn everything that they haven't worked hard for. Um, And then there's also athletes that are going to work hard, but you know, there's politics that come into play with sports, Mm. um, with the recruiting services or whatever ranking that they have. And it could, it, I mean, it's, it's too early to tell, but um, it's, it's a lot of conversations that need to be had right now um, before it gets out of hand. And I mean, obviously it will, because some people in, in sports, they don't really make it about the kids. So, I mean, they don't make it about the athletes, not kids, because they're young men and women. Um, So yeah, it's, a lot of conversations that need to be had and thought through and I'm still trying to read through the NCAA ruling or um, what we could do for the college girls to be hands-on with with our events as well so I think it's great and then I think it's it could be um, I don't know I it could be good it could be bad definitely definitely has the potential for both I think now that we're at this early point where we're at the, it could split off either way. We need to make sure that we're doing stuff to protect uh, the athletes and just to really make sure that, you know, American business doesn't infiltrate into, you know, just someone wanting to play basketball and capitalize off of that. But American business, you know, it gets into everything. Everything. And then it's like a numbers game. I'm also glad that Paige trademarked uh, Paige Buckets recently. Yeah, yeah, that's probably gonna make her first million. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but man, but like, you think they're gonna be motivated to go to school? Even friend, like, bro, you finna get paid millions of dollars. You ain't gotta go to class for a major. That's definitely yeah. gonna affect the academic side of things, right? Like, or maybe they'll be like, oh, or even maybe playing. People, yeah, like, yeah. Look at Mikey Williams already. He's considering going overseas or going straight to the G League. You know what I mean? And he's got these schools that he's just throwing on the side, like, yeah, I'm considering them too, but you know, damn well he's not considering no school right now. Doesn't have he's to. Al- he's already making. Uh, uh, I think his the first endorsement he signed was like close to a hundred thousand something, and that's only the first one. He signed multiple uh, endorsement deals. So I mean, this kid's a senior in high school, already about to make millions of dollars without ever stepping on a pro court. Right. So what? Why? What does Mikey Williams have that allows him to to be that type of player coming out of high school? The bounce. He's the number one high school kid in his class. He's got bounce. He's got a deadly jump shot. You know, what I mean, he's just he's better than the kids in his class. Basically. I think 
Yeah, I think that plays a, a role. And then also like his is following on social media as well. Yeah, yeah. Like really type is Instagram. real big. Oh, that's another thing that has those positive and negatives is social media and oh, the power sure. of social media to share with others, but also to bring in oh. asshole grown men to talk shit about girls. Exactly. Two yeah. sides to the coin. What are what are some things in social media that you you have to watch out for? Uh, for for them or for my well, I'll I wanna, speak. I want to say everybody, yeah. Uh, for them is just understanding what you're posting, what your platform is about. If you feel strong, I, I mean, what we've encouraged for the girls is just voice what your opinions are, but make sure that you do the research too whether it's like your favorite influencer or celebrity posting that make sure you read and you you do your own thing about why you're why you're for this as well and even when it came to voting for I mean even though the high school girls weren't able to vote they they had their opinions of what they want to not even not only just the president but like different uh like their the mayor the mayor or their governor and figuring out why would they want to vote for them to or their city council member um them doing the research of what they want to post uh with the with uh what they want to stand for for social activism or whatever it is um and then understanding what type of brand you want to show to the world because at the end of the day whatever you post that's that's what you're showing to everybody and you could filter it, but also make sure that you're authentic. Like the, for my, for example, for my purse, I give them my example too, for my personal account. Like, yeah, I'm annoying when I post my business sometimes, but it's like, who else is going to post it more? It's right. <laughs> who else is going to do it? But also like, just there's sometimes where I wear a dress. There's sometimes where like, you know, I go out to let, I mean, I mean, if I if I'm feeling myself that day, I'm probably gonna post it on the gram. Ooh. And, and I just want to encourage the girls too. Like, if you know, if you want to wear a dress, go ahead and wear a dress and post it. Whatever you want, but also understand how you're going to put yourself out there as a young woman. Um, if you want to be, res- I mean, yeah, whatever you feel comfortable with, but also be mindful of what you post um, too. So. So yeah, and not really for them, it's just not really caring about followers. It's so big and especially, I mean, I'm I'm grateful that I kind of came in between that era um, of social media and then outside of social media playing until the lights were dark and then going back inside and, and seeing that. But like as a young girl right now, it's, it's taken a toll of how they view uh, how they view beauty, and I mean, yeah, it's different conversations about yeah, that. that. Can go into detail. That's a tough space to be in, man. Because you know, younger kids growing up, and like you want to give them, you want to teach them perspective, self awareness, but I, I feel like that's the equivalent of trying to get. What if the what if elders were trying to get us to be more conscious about us using MySpace when MySpace was around? Like, we didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, we just did whatever to MySpace. You customized the page. I, I turned my little cursor into the, the hamburger helper glove. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like, you know, like all that stuff you don't care about. But like now, social media is a tool. You know what right. I mean? It's not just right. something you surfing on the web for. And like to to tell them that like, yo, uh, 
I know it's super easy. Connections can, a lot of good and bad things can be done off social media. And then now you're trying to tell these kids, like, hey, bet all this stuff can happen. Know more about yourself. Learn more about yourself. Uh, watch what, you know what I mean? Watch what you're posting. That's that's a lot of stuff to teach perspective, you know, to a younger person. You know what I mean? Like, the, man, that's a tough space to be in. Like, trying to get them to consider all that and then do school and then worry about their their, yeah. their sports and then you know worry about their their own like upbringing outside of the sport what do they what do they envision for the world how do they want to make man that's uh i don't envy it <laughs> wait I we can, have I, to I, do it though <laughs> i could bro i could be like oh man that's a it's like, oh, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> tough family. We have friends. to use we have to use social media for its positives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for whatever brand you post for the platform. And I we definitely use it as a marketing tool. Um, that's our number one marketing tool right now. Uh, because we have, I mean, different platforms. I know my my aunties and uncles are on Facebook with their long essays about so like what? <laughs> <laughs> man imagine being so like all these kids having to deal with this stuff imagine being a polynesian kid having to deal with this so you deal with all of that and then you gotta like you say right then you gotta go to church then you gotta do with fishing no. and you gotta do for hours and then and, and if you're a girl now you gotta hear people tell you what are you doing that for be more of a girl you know what i mean be more respectful why are you doing that why are you always on instagram why are you always uh, you know what i mean I can't oh, wait to have a that daughter. Is so bad, man. Polynesian kids have it tough. I can't. Especially Polynesian girls, because they live a double standard. And I'll tell you, being a boy and growing up back home, I could go anywhere. From the time I was like 10, I could leave the house, come back at like two in the morning, and all I would get was, Where have you been? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where have you been? Out with the boys. Okay, shower, go to sleep, you got school tomorrow. But my sisters would come home at like seven or eight and be like, you know what kind of energy? You know, dinner's not ready. This is, I was like, damn. Dinner's not ready. And yeah, girls back home, they got it bad. Like, boys can do whatever they want back home. And girls will, like, they'll sigh the wrong way in the house and almost get murdered. You know what I mean? Bro. It's different. Girls, yeah, Polynesian girls have it bad. So like Des was saying, like uh, it helped Des a little bit and Polynesian girls because mentally, like you said, you get you get uh, criticism and you have uh, creative criticism. And growing up with someone girl, it's always just criticism. So when you get, so when you get older and people start criticizing, you're like yeah yeah I've heard worse, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> Nothing you say can hurt me, Mike. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's worse than what my parents told me when I was 12. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it's a good and poly pop oh man. That's why I hold a light for Polynesian women and women in general. But because I'm also Polynesian, I hold Polynesian women to this high standard because of what they go through, man. And I, I know what they go through because I I have one biological sister, but like I said, I was raised with like 14 girls in the house. And uh my mom has just been so phenomenal. Like the things, the things that women have to deal with in the background that you don't know as a young man growing up. And then you find out later when you're growing up, the things that they have to deal with. It's incredible how they hold families together uh, with dealing with 
you know what I mean, with their backs against the walls, really. Fighting everything. Yeah. And don't they, say nothing. You they, don't even they, know they, about this shit. They don't you don't know your mom's you know, running yeah, you the, the whole village. Exactly. Figuring out how to don't know years. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You're just like, like you don't know my that. mom just stays home. She don't really, you know, she's <laughs> right. my mom, she's cool. But and then right. you find out she was running the village and like buying <laughs> right. exactly. food and like taking care. And she was literally of... doing. She was at your dad's job doing half of your dad's job. You know, yeah. something like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your dad comes home looking comedy. hella tired, and your mom's right. like doing everything else that the house. Me too. <laughs> she's like, I'm also like your, tired. Right. Your dad would come home. He's an accountant, and then he's like, "Hey, I got to do this accounting stuff." And you look back, and you. Man, why was my mom always doing paperwork? Because she was doing my dad's job. <laughs> <You know? laughs> showing like him how to do his job. <laughs> you need and, to file and, that one before you do that. Right? And being a Polynesian woman, you're taught from a young age to just do it. Show your husband respect. You're 100% behind your husband, no matter what. And if anything in the house is wrong, don't take it outside of the house. You know what I mean? Everything, everything on the service has to be perfect. And Samoan women had to portray that. You know what I mean? Polynesian women have to portray that. So the strength that they have, I mean, it's incredible. You know what I mean? Even your mom, Des, I mean, being brought into a Samoan family, the things that she's probably had to deal with that you've never heard of. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Anytime you're apart, even if you're, even if you marry into a Polynesian family, you know what I mean? You still have to deal with the Polynesian norms of being a Polynesian wife. So I, I know a lot of people probably think the three of us talk a, talk a whole bunch of game about supporting women, but we know. Don't worry, we know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the whole reason we, we were so down to be behind you 100%. And the rest Real of the family, women I'm fucking trying to help. I am fucking right? There you go. See? Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. You talk about how that's how Polynesian girls are raised and that's what they see in their family. Would you say that is some that's something you saw in yours or was it different growing up in Carson with your mom and your dad? It was different because, I mean, yeah, my sisters and I, we, we all have strong, very strong personalities. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> very strong personalities so um and I mean growing up we we did uh go to the church um the church that my family my dad's family was brought up in but then we also we also couldn't really make church uh we would figure out times to do devotions or prayer because our tournaments would take place on the weekends and mm. sometimes we would have to leave really early because um, we'd have to drive an hour away or two and two hours away or 30 minutes away to to get the get to these places and make sure that we're there on time and we're there the whole day because we're all playing um so i think my both my parents taught me different um, different things. My dad taught me, I mean, still, I, I hold my dad to a high standard of how going forward when, when the time comes, when it does present itself, who I'm initially going to marry or, um, yeah, who I'm going to marry, who I decide I'm going to marry because my dad is put on this pedestal and it's 
if he's nothing like my dad, then I don't want no part at all. And then with my mom, she's she's strong in her space. She's unapologetic with whatever she says. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny too, because she'll say like, she'll say things like she'll say whatever her opinion is and then she'll end it like I'm just saying you know I'm just saying <laughs> like so both your parents don't got the filter yeah they don't <laughs> that's probably why we're we're just raised different um and we're we're just so grateful I mean I know I'm grateful even though I've I've given them so many headaches growing up but you know <laughs> You see all the sacrifices that they made, um, having us in, in private schools, us three, and and uh, taking us to tournaments and paying out of pocket for these AU programs, because that's not, that's not cheap either. And then, I mean, knowing that you have to pay for this tournament, pay for the jerseys, pay for gas to get over yeah. there pay for parking then pay for general admission like it's a whole entire process for an entire day that I just think about now and then I'm just so grateful and I'm like and it's cool to see like the circle come around or it's full circle seeing that these parents or my parents are, are just like my my parents that they're so hands-on with their kids and they want like every parent does or majority of the parents do they want what's best for their kids so they're going to do whatever they need to do to invest in them so so yeah just to sum it up sorry i was that's a beautiful kind of irony man that you keep mentioning that you had a love-hate relationship with the sport and like now you're using it to just just change i don't want to say change the world to make it sound like too cliche but you using it to like changes so many worlds, so many people's worlds. Yeah, like, like not like you, like you're gonna be a pioneer in a very crucial moment in the game, right? And they're like, oh man, it's just beautiful, bro. Look how God is using you. You know what I mean? Amen. That like you, you thought you had a love hate relationship. Well, you say you believe you had a love hate relationship, but then God's like, yo, I'm finna use that love hate relationship that you got with it, and you know what I mean? And you're finna love it. You're finna make so many other people love it. You gonna spread that love out, man. That's a that's a beautiful kind of irony, man. That's dope. That's a that's dope. How that came full circle. How it is coming full circle. I I like to uh, find out things that our guest parents are like things that help shape them. So hearing about you know your parents' commitment and like yeah, parents usually want what's you know what's best for their child, but putting that into action is not always the easiest thing, you know, getting those, those classes and having that time or, you know, making that time uh, in their schedules for such a strong presence in your guys's life, I think is kind of like a common thread that, that we're starting to see and just being there for your kids is kind of like the best, the best thing. So it's, it's good to hear that from you and, and to kind of confirm that questions to the guys what are we uh what are we proud about Des about? Oh no, we can't do this. this is Tell a- me no, no, no. how Desiree Ale not about to cry. Tell yeah. me how to make her cry. Yes. No, 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 no crying, no crying. No, because no, Forrest said something to me. Yeah, Forrest said something to me 
he said it to me like a couple of weeks ago and I just started bawling. I was like, oh my goodness. What did you say? No, hey. very sentimental and I was like, oh, I'm gonna take this. I mean, Des, I mean, it's I, I mean, we can say a lot of things about what we're proud of, but I mean, just the fact that you're it's because you, you haven't really um you haven't really felt your reach yet. Like you mm. really don't know how many people you're reaching right now. Mm. And um, the weight of everything you're doing, man, one day when you sit down and it, and it finally hits you, like how many people you're helping, uh, like Eri said, how many worlds you're changing. There's girls out there that really had nowhere to go. You're giving them a space, you know what I mean? And to be like really dramatic, you've given like you've given girls hope, basically. Amen. And so Amen. I mean, I was always taught if if you have two things in life, uh, really, there's nothing you can't do. And that's hope and faith, and that's what you're giving to uh, a lot of, not just the young girls, but just I mean the, the their mothers. You know what I mean? There's there's girls out there whose mothers that you're reaching to who never had the opportunities that you're giving their daughters. You know, they won't tell you that, but like you said, it's nice to see them at these tournaments supporting their daughters. Um, you know I mean? I'm sure if you sit down with a couple of them, they'll tell you though. They'll tell you how thankful they are for, for creating a space that they never had, you know? And so uh, the trickle down from all of that, it's, it's gonna go so far as you have no idea. Yeah. And it's more yeah, than just right. basketball, yo. Yes. You're trying right, to teach exactly. them to be, to be better, to be better people, right? Exactly. To, to, to take care of themselves. Yeah. And then they can be, a, then, and then be a better basketball player, but worry about yourself first. Yeah, basketball's secondary to what you're doing, guys. Basketball's, mm. the, basketball's just the tool that you're getting these girls to do great things. Mm -hmm. It goes farther than the community that you think you are just in Carson and California. I mean, look, you're already branching out to Utah uh, and not to jump the gun, but I mean, if we make this trip, in October, in, in, oh man. And so that's a big thing for me because it was the work that I was doing back home in Samoa. And I mean, uh, Lance has been, you know, he lived in Samoa, me and Lance, we, we, we grew up, Lance grew up a little bit in Samoa, uh, E-Rise been back home. And if you're just back home, even for a week, you'll see, you'll see how much your work is going to affect the girls back home. It's, if you think your work here is, is like, really really doing big things which it is just i mean if you if you're able to establish something back home solid it, it'll be you we say that you're changing lives here but if your program can reach back home i can honestly tell you you'll be saving lives no joke you you will be saving lives that's a definite yes you will be there's girls lives you will be changing and saving yeah, you know what, Des, I'm proud just because God was able to, from 2015 till now, you know what I mean? We could have just separated after the games in 2015, but it's different, you know what I mean? I Literally, we could have could have been just after the games, all right, they're going to go back yeah. to the Carson. All right, coach. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Nah, it was a cool trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, thanks for the trip. Glad I didn't see any gorillas. You've been through <laughs> the trenches for it, man. You, you see. You, you did it all. <laughs> I'm saying this. I mean, the reach, and I'm not over-religious. I mean, I grew up, a, a, I went to a Catholic all-boys school. I grew up in the Catholic church. 
Alicia. I was always taught to just like, you know what I mean? My parents were always like, you believe in what you believe. So my faith has always been shaped by a lot of things. But I do believe that uh, God puts people in your lives that he knows. You know what I mean? Like the, like the cliche saying, some are here for a season. Some are here for a reason. Some are here for a lifetime. I mean, you match all three days in a lot of people's lives, not just mine. So that that's that's your reach, and that's why I'm proud of you. That's your reach. Okay. You feel those three boxes. You already know. You already yeah. know what it is. Hey, copyright that. Make that an NFT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all that. All that. And see, you I'm, I'm waiting working. for the her game 30, 30 by 30. Um, 30 for 30, I mean. The Carson uh, Parks and, documentary. Hey, look. Now you're in contact with two even better gentlemen than me. Lance and Erod. Oh, you better stop it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> stop it. yeah we only tell truths here. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, dude. <laughs> so yeah, dude. And, and so this is, I mean, it's, it's amazing because Erod's cousins, uh, John and Lomi and Semo, we grew up and they were like my older brothers. And they're like, oh, they're, they're older brothers to Erod. Mm. And when Lance, Lance, I mean, who would have thought that it came from Carson and also me also having spent time in Carson when Lance got to Samoa, that we would be friends too. And look at the three of us now. That's that is not coincidence. I can't ever say that's coincidence. Hey, Forrest, it was, I say it all the time. It was God's plan is bigger than ours. You know what I mean? Amen. So if you think you're going through going through it rough now, just believe what God got planned for you on the other side of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like Des, bro, just like Forrest was saying, bro. Do you, you mean like, are you ready for how God finna use you? You know what I mean? Like, it's Bro, be ready for it, man. This is oh man, this is dope. You know what I mean? It's just it's hard to not get excited. You know what I mean? But then you still wanna, you know, like keep a keep a level head, right? With all the right. work that you want to get done. Um, but then just getting excited for you know what I mean that's how that love and light works, man. That's what we all about. Love and light and pushing out that positivity towards our communities so that they can push that out to theirs. And you providing a space where women young women girls can come and flourish and be seen and feel safe and feel fulfilled is not a small thing like that's what what you're doing is big and it's definitely you know life-changing here in the states it could be life-saving back in Samoa but definitely you starting this and curating it to something not even just about basketball but just to reach and help and save as many people as possible is a wonderful thing to see. And it's something that gets us fired up to, to emulate that. So you pump us up really. And you're an example that not only us, but our listeners, anybody watching can use as a blueprint to, to help their communities. So we very much appreciate all your work, your dedication, your your passion and um like we said anything any way we can help not sure how yet we're gonna figure out some skills we have (laughs) but whatever we have those skills are yours to to advance her game and and your your vision des we appreciate you coming on today yes yes thank you so much for inviting me thank you for just letting me share our story and i'm not gonna take credit for how everything came out with her game I had 
a lot of help um, along the way from my family being supportive to my friends being supportive. Shout out Shout to Desto. Shout out to Jolie. Shout out to Jolie. Jolie in Utah. Um, Shout out to her. She just got the position as the on-campus director of recruiting for Utah football. Director of recruiting? Yeah. Jolie. As a young poly woman. As a young poly woman in football. Oh, that's right there. But yeah, and then just with, like I said, with, with you guys helping me out, getting our story out there and her game is really just to end off on this her game is is not about me it's not about maybe it it kind of relates to different experiences that I faced or my sister's face but it's for every girl to understand that they have like you mentioned they had a place and it's you know it's for the underdog it's for I mean for women in sports where they still have they still are the underdogs with this gender gap that's another conversation for another day um for different women in in their respected industries where maybe they're the only woman um on their team i know shout out to steph uh, the tour manager for comic kings i had a conversation with her and I could, even though, I mean, I feel like music and sports go hand in hand um, in different ways. Um, they do intertwine, but like just conversations that I've had with her is just knowing that there's different women out there that are still like, they're still the underdog, but they're still like getting through and still fighting through. And that's, that's one thing that I want people to take um, if they don't listen to anything else, they just know that her game is always for the underdog. And that's why we're proud of you because <laughs> you've taken what you've, uh, well, well, everybody else helped you create and you, none of it was about you. Mm. Everything was about everybody else. And that's why we're proud of you. If, if we can say anything, that's why we're proud of you because it's never been about you. And not, if people listen to this interview, that's what they'll take away that you were genuine right. about helping everybody else. You know what I mean? It's never about you. So that's why we're proud of you guys. And you guys are helping me get out of my own comfort zone. Like I mentioned, I like being behind the scenes. I don't, I rarely do interviews because I don't like a lot of attention, obviously, sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, in order to just get everything out there, I, I do have to speak up more. I still have to put myself in uncomfortable comp- positions, yeah. but it's it's still going to help out. It's still going to be beneficial later down the line. I I know some way, I just don't know how, but I know it will. And then it, maybe it, it can encourage a, a younger girl to start her own thing or, or figure out how she could be in a different position. But but yeah, thank you guys for helping me step outside of my comfort zone and, and having this conversation because, you know, I'm just like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go, <laughs> gotta work. <laughs> I, I hope it wasn't. I hope it was comfortable. Oh, here. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Last thing, if people want to get a hold of you or see the page or donate or uh, collab, how can they reach you? Well, yeah, they could follow us on all our social media platforms. We're found on Facebook, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at This Is Her Game. We're looking to launch our new website um, 
April, I'm sorry, August 19th, where we'll have um, a couple of shirts and a hat as well. I don't know, just one, one shirt right now, uh, because like I mentioned, we just, we're in the middle of rebrand, or we started from scratch, how to build a website. Um, like I'm still learning maybe later down the line, we'll have interns to help out. But yeah, um, once we once we have the website going, they could purchase their very own shirt and help spread brand awareness. Um, and yeah, follow us on all our social media platforms. And um, man, our cash app is, this is her game too. <laughs> if you want to go donate. Dollar sign. This is her game. Dollar sign at this is her game. There you go. <laughs> yeah, put it out there. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm Bimbo too. And then different collabs. We still have to figure out how uh, we could collab. Still trying to figure out ways to um figure out if we could partner in this and if the time matches for both of us we'll, we'll figure out we'll figure something out but Looking for myself there. personally I definitely want to be more involved within my own community as well maybe we could talk about this off air just organizing wait can I give a shout out one quick shout out yeah okay I want to give a quick shout out to my guy or my family um out in Carson I'm actually supporting a Polynesian owned brand, Black Boys Clothing. You can follow hey. Instagram, get your very own hat. You already know we have to support our people. So, yeah. Shout amen, out to amen. What's it called? Black Boys Clothing. Black Boys Clothing. Nope. I think that's where the. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. the Levasa Her Game collab shirt. <laughs> yeah, bro. Let me, hey, let me know how. Let me know how we can do it, man. Hey, let me start drawing bro? up some mock-ups. Ooh. Yeah. You see All this, bro? Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank uh, you for coming to the show, Dez. Yes. Thank you, Dez. Thank you, Forrest. Uh, Free Rivals Air, Lance Palatomo. This is Lavasa Sports. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com.